press record. Yes, it's now recording. We are now on the air. Are you sure? I am sure. Is the file being built? The file is there. I see it's on my desktop. I just appeared. It All wasn't right. there before, and it is there now. Look, you made a hat. <laughs> what is that from? Somebody's going to know. Somebody who listens to this show is going to know what I'm referencing. Yeah. Somebody. Somebody out there, I'm sure, is going to know. I feel I know what you're referencing, but I, I don't know what it is. No? Well, we'll find out. Maybe it'll be a little secret mystery contest. All right. So right, So here's the show. This is episode 119. Uh, yeah, my name is Brian Simmett, and I'm a host of this show. Uh, this show is called Fill Me In, and uh, I am sick. You are sick. Uh, you are busy. Extremely. I am not sick, and I am busy. So it's good. We're... We're we're gonna do uh, uh we're really gonna do a short show today. Yeah, well, we say that every week, and then they're still all about thirty five minutes long. Right, but we're that's that's we're really we're gonna aim for thirty. Okay, let's aim. All right, so ready, uh, aim, what, fire. What what's that? I said ready, aim, fire. Ah, good. So what uh, uh, do we have on today's show? Well, I have a runny nose, but uh, contrary to popular belief, get be, get closer to your microphone. I am right in front of my microphone. You, you're fading out. I'm not fading out. I'm right here. <laughs> I'm, I'm as unfaded as I've ever been. All right. Well, when you listen to it, you tell me if you faded yeah, out. I believe you that I've probably faded out. But from this angle, I've not faded anywhere. <laughs> All right. So uh, Mike Nothnagel, has uh, Brian faded out? I'm waiting for him to answer. I guess he's not He's not available at the no, moment. No, he's not. We have uh, uh, Thunder Round. We've got viewer mail. We've got everybody's all favorite segments coming up right after the music. Which is Jag and a Hank. Okay, so we should get right into it, yeah? Just yeah. Me, why are you busy? Tell us why you're busy. Uh, I, I work at Syracuse University in Syracuse, New York, in the uh, drama department, and we're producing the musical Cabaret, and it opens this weekend. So if you're anywhere near Syracuse, you should come see Cabaret this weekend. How is your uh, MC? He's terrific. The is MC he? is terrific. The, the whole cast is terrific. They're all great. Yeah. Uh, now, all... The, the, now, is this the one where the, the main cast are professional actors? And... No, no. And the entire cast is students. They're all students here at Syracuse. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and, and it's fantastic. Uh, later in the winter, I'm going to be doing the musical Rent. And for Rent, the uh, principal roles will be played by New York actors, and the ensemble will be played by students. Now, wh why, why do they switch that up like that? What's the point? Well, there's, there's two different things happening in the same building. There's a, a professional theater company called Syracuse Stage, and then there's the Syracuse University Department of Drama. And they share a lot of the same facilities, they share the same theater, and some productions are produced by the theater company Syracuse Stage and some are produced by the drama department. So the shows by the drama department like Cabaret are all students and the shows by Syracuse Stage are usually all uh, just professional actors but for this production of Rent they've included some student actors. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. So do yeah. they ever compete? Do they ever do a musical off? No. That would be fun, don't you think? No. Okay. Definitely not. I think it might be fun. Absolutely not. Not a chance. All right. Uh, well, but but come see Cabaret this weekend. It's terrific. XOP is going to be there on Sunday. Awesome. 
So if it's not enough to come see me or to come see Cabaret, you definitely want to see XOP. Definitely. I saw XOP over the weekend. Oh, did you? Yes. He came to my improv show. Oh, how did that go? Uh, The show was very, very bad. How were you? I wasn't bad. I was okay. I was I was on the okay side. It was is, it was not a great show though. Now is this why you had a, a porn mustache? No, I had a porn mustache because I had a uh, pimple on my lip. You know how sometimes you get a pimple on your lip and it's just kind of icky and ungainly and gross. Okay. And so I had this, and to cover it up, I just didn't shave for about two weeks. Okay. And then the pimple went away. So then I shaved, but I had so much. Uh, growth that I decided to do it in stages and take pictures. Ah. I had a goatee, and then I had a porn mustache, then I had a regular mustache. One of those things. I see. I see. So then I've I done, sent you. Well, actually, I didn't send it to you. Your wife sent it to you because I showed it to her. Uh, she almost passed out, and then she sent it to you. I see. Is that it? That that is exactly what happened. It sure looked like you sent it to me. I mean, it came from you. Well, she had my phone. And then oh. texted it to you. I see. I see. Uh, so that's how that's that was that's my week. That was I my week. That was it. Just having a porn stash. Porn stash. Uh, an okay improv show. Uh, uh, problems with a professor at school. Ooh, what what were your problems? Uh, well, here's the deal. I'm in this history of Africa class. As you know, I'm in online classes. Yeah. And history of Africa class is terrible. It's just the professor has not done anything. She has not contributed to the to anything. Uh, so it's we're not really being taught anything. And I did my first uh, assignment, which was to make a couple of half-page summaries, and I got a C plus. Well, that's not very good. I was very upset. It was my first grade in, in 18 years. Yeah. And it was a C plus. So I emailed her back. Oh, and, and her comment was, you should buy the book. That was her comment. That's okay. Uh, well, wait, what was her? Wait, wait, hold on. Were you being graded on ownership of the book? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if that was the assignment, if the assignment was to buy the book and you didn't buy the book, you deserve lower than a C plus, I would think. Well, no, the, the, the assignment was to, to make summaries from the book. And then I did that. And then her response was, using the assigned readings for specific assignments is more supportive of your efforts. Your score would be higher as a result. Having a copy of the book to use for assignments is critical means of doing well and meeting expectations. You can rent a copy from the bookstore or purchase a used edition from online. From online. From online. Okay. So I was very upset, and I emailed her back, and I said... I said, what, what, how, how are these summaries not from the book? I mean, they might not be the best summaries of all time, but there's no argument that they are from the book. And then she emailed me back and said, I'll take a look at them. And then she gave me a B plus. Wow. So I don't think she read them to begin with. That's quite possible. So what's up with that? Professors out there, have you, do, what, what's the deal with this? Did she just not read the assignments to begin with? I think it's quite possible. Well, what is that about? I don't know. I don't know. So I, anyway, I don't know how it I just, works. I'm feeling a little uh, out of control with it. Like, I can do the work, but if she's not going to read or pay attention to the assignments and just give out random grades, then I don't know what to do exactly. You have to just keep trying. <laughs> well, I am. My last assignment, I got an A-. minus. Well, that's even better than a B+. Plus. It is. So I, I mean, think... at least by my grading system, that's better. <laughs> 
I don't know if any if any professors or students out there have a tip on how to deal with a professor who seems insane, please let me know. Interesting. So this is a tangent uh, that we just went on, and now we're going to get back to viewer mail. Viewer mail, opening it up. Yes, there was a slight second where I forgot the words. Really? That was that little pause. Wow, okay. I don't know what the words were. Our first viewer mail comes from Peter Gordon, commissioner, Peter Gordon, completist. Uh, Peter says, uh, the wealthy guy in Monopoly is Rich Uncle Pennybags, also known as Mr. Monopoly. The police officer who sends people to jail is Officer Edgar Mallory. And this information comes from a book called The Monopoly Companion, published by Sterling in 2007. Uh, Peter also says that he was the MIT Monopoly champion of 1986, give or take a year. Wait. Edgar Mallory was the MIT Monopoly champion? No, Peter was the MIT Monopoly champion. But the part I don't understand is the give or take a year. Peter Gordon, not only are you a genius, but you are one of the most precise individuals in the world. How do you not know what year you won the MIT Monopoly champion? Yeah, that seems odd. Uh, I don't understand that at all. I mean, did this happen like over New Year's Eve and you're not sure what time zone you were in or something like that? Were you competing in a, in, in a spaceship traveling through time? Uh, I am very, very troubled by this, Peter. I rely on you for precision. For, for, for precision, yes. For exactness. You know what I find odd about Monopoly sometimes? What? <laughs> uh, well, they I had... promise. I'm, no, listen, I'm just sick. That wasn't me, like, hating what you're about to say in advance. <laughs> it's uh, just... They... I remember seeing on on the television they had some sort of a national monopoly championship, uh -huh. and it was held in a in a largish city that what that that was famous for its casinos. Las Vegas. Right. It was in Las Vegas. Why did you make me say Las Vegas? Because all of the street names in Monopoly are found in Atlantic City. Yeah. So if you're going to have a, a championship in a casino, why would you have it in Vegas? Because it's bigger than Atlantic City? No, I understand that, but it doesn't... Well, if you understand that, then what's your question? But the, the, the theme of Monopoly is tied into Atlantic City. Yeah. It's not tied into Las Vegas. But if you're doing something that's supposed to generate a large audience or something like that, you're going to want to do it in a bigger venue. Then why, does, why is the Miss America pageant in, in, in Atlantic City? It's not. It used to be. It was. Yeah. So? They could barely fill Atlantic City. That's why they moved. Didn't they relocate to somewhere else now? I don't know. Ask do they even, do they even? Does it even happen anymore? I don't know. It changed time of year. It changed channels on television. It used to be like on ABC or something. And then it moved to, I don't know, the Country Music Network or something. <laughs> Didn't it? I don't know. I've never, I've never seen even two seconds of the Miss America pageant. Oh well, I haven't seen it in a long time. But for for fans who don't know this, uh, my family used to have Miss America parties every year, and for thirty years, I think, uh, there, we, my parents would host Miss America parties, and everybody would come over and have to wear a sash and a tiara, and everybody got a score sheet, and you'd watch the pageant and keep score. And uh, most people would make very, very snarky, obnoxious comments about the girls in the pageant. Wasn't, and, it a, wasn't it very difficult to get invited to this party? 
Well, the, uh, my, my parents had a, a one-time-only rule. You got invited once, or you were only allowed to attend once. Uh, and so every year it was a different list of guests. And I think that they're, as the years went on, and particularly as my mother got involved in a lot of different activities with community theater and teaching at the temple and running Weight Watchers classes, I mean, she just got to know more and more people at a much faster rate than they were able to invite people to this party. <laughs> And I think that uh, certain folks were very eager to get invited to the party because it was very popular, but sometimes they would kind of fall down the priority list and it would take several years to make it to the top. Wow. So, yeah, there were some people who, who I think there were even a couple of people who might have campaigned at one time or another to get invited. <laughs> I, I'm thinking of a couple of people in particular who I'm sure don't listen to this show. Uh who, who maybe campaigned to get invited to the Miss America party. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Big hit, big, big hit of the, of the Simmet, uh, the Simmet history. Yeah. Uh, uh, Peter Gordon, did you ever uh, get invited? I know you're a big Miss America fan. Yeah. I don't think Peter Gordon ever got invited, but I'm sure, I'm sure that if he, I, I'm sure that if Peter Gordon had gotten invited, his primary goal would have been to win every contest available at the party. I'm sure. And I'm, he probably would have won. He probably would have won something because there's contests for the your score sheets, for the decoration of your score sheets, for how many cute comments you make, for whatever. Mostly the, the contests were whatever my mother would think of kind of on the fly just to make sure everybody got a prize. <laughs> so if you didn't want, win one of the basic contests for like getting the most you know, guesses correct or something, I'm sure she'd come up with something else like, oh, you have the nicest green shirt. Here's a prize. Uh, we should do that for Lollapazoola next year. We should? Everybody should win. Every Okay, everybody should win. Everybody should win, except for Eric Maddy. Except for Eric Maddy. Well, he's not going to show up. Well, he, he might not. He might not show up. Our next beer mail is from Neville Fogarty, Squishy Defeated. Yes, eight I, down defeated. He says, have you guys gone to puzzgrid.com? Andrew Feist. 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 Turn me on what? to it. Oh. It's a neat, and <laughs> it's a neat little word game. His puzzles are filled, filed under username Tabstop. Mine are under Neville, but there's a slew of other user-made puzzles. Thought you guys would like to know. This is these are great. I don't know if if people know about um, the the game show, the BBC game show Only Connect. Yeah, I, I've I've not seen the the TV show, but I, I have seen the website. Yeah, I think you can just find it by search Google searching Only Connect. It's a great show, and there's a, it's a great uh, uh, game where it's a grid, and uh, how many? It's a, are, it's what, a four 16? by. It's a yeah. It's a four by four grid, and each box in the grid is like a different thing, and you have to figure out you know how to categorize these into four unique categories. Right. But there's like some crossover, so you know you might have. I, I can't think of any examples right now, but all right, I'm going know, so, up to the web. You continue to yeah. talk. So, so the idea is that you try to figure out, you guess, like, you, you click on four of the boxes that you think are a category, and if you're right, then they, like, turn green or something like that, and then you have to figure out the next four, but there's, there's crossover stuff, so things that might fit into two categories, you know, like, maybe there's, maybe one of the categories turns out to be crackers, and one of the categories turns out to be hotels, but there's a box there that's Ritz, and so... You might not know at first. You might see, like, saltines and triscuits. Those are obviously crackers. And you might see Waldorf and Astoria and think that those are hotels. But Ritz, you don't know. 
And then who knows, maybe a third category is like, you know, cities in Queens. And then you don't know about Astoria either, because that could be either a hotel or a city in Queens. But there's only one unique way to sort out all of the boxes into four separate categories. Right. And so after you've done, I believe after you've done the first two categories, then you're in a new position and you only get three guesses to get that third category. Because by defining the third category, you by default get the fourth one. And then the last stage of the game, I think, is to officially uh, declare what the categories are. Uh, and you have to be able to type in something that, uh, you right. know, it's akin to the the thing. And I don't know how that algorithm works, that the computer can tell whether your category is right, if you spell it wrong or something. But but it does. And, and the one great. The and, ones and, on the BBC website are extremely difficult, uh, I think, because a lot of it is very you know, England-centric. Yes. Um, but the these PuzzGrid ones are a little bit more American-friendly. Yeah, well, they have they, there's, a, there's a flag by each user-created one that tells you what country the person is from. So you can, oh, and that helps, yeah. If you want to pick an American one, you can do that. And, and different levels of difficulty, and they're lots of fun. They work the same way, and there are some... some Places where you can find some clips of the actual game show, uh, which uh, which I wish they would they would uh, have here because it's fantastic. Yeah, uh, I've not seen the game show, but on the BBC website, the the girl who hosts it, there's little video clips. Is that the same girl who hosts it on the TV show? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she's cute. She is. It's, yeah, she... Uh, and she's smart and uh, yeah. So if they play it on the website, but it's you can't play it in America for whatever reason. So it's not available in your area. Your area being North America. You can't play the website? You can go on the website, but you can't play video oh, can't... of the oh, TV show. Oh, oh, I see. I don't yeah, but, know why. But if what you want to do is see like a cute, smart girl with a British accent, though, the website provides that. Provides the picture. I thought there was voiceovers. Oh, is there voiceovers? I, I think she says stuff. Oh, I've only played it at work, and I can't have oh, sex on at work. Months and months ago, when I first uh, found out about the site, it was uh, there were little video clips, and she would kind of introduce it. And if you got it, if you guessed wrong, she would say something that you know was telling you you were wrong, but you felt good about it because you know she was cute and had a British accent. Yes. So. Our next viewer mail is from Tyler Hinman. Insert kick-ass nickname here. He says, I doubt you'll find a word with a silent B and no M. Indebted to you for your excellent podcast, Tyler. All right. Uh, is that the end of the viewer mail? I think that's the end of the viewer mail. Viewer mail, closing it up. The contest of then. The contest of then was given to us by one person. Who Mike Nothnagel, pen pal extraordinaire and constructor yes. of the Friday Puzzle. The contest of then was think of a common hyphenated word that has a single letter before the hyphen. If you move this letter up one place in the alphabet and anagram the letters after the hyphen, you get another common hyphenated words. What words are they? And the and answer is? The answer is F-stop and G-spot. F-stop and G-spot. I would Both like to... having to do with music, right? Uh... No. No. What? One of them has to do with music, doesn't it? Neither of them has to do with music. I thought an F-stop is in an, is on an organ. No. An F-stop is a setting on a camera. Oh, well, then a G-spot's on an organ, right? Well, yes. <laughs> oh, an F-stop is on a camera. 
Yes, you're thinking of an F clef. Uh, no, no, no. What is the, there's, there are stops. Ryan, 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 let me explain to you how the F clef works. <laughs> I know how it works. Okay, good. No, on, there's not F stops on an organ. There are just stops on an organ. They're just called stops. They were, they were, they were called something. No, they're called stops. Oh. The way an, the, an organ has a series of pipes, and there's all sorts of different levers that are called stops that are used to stop the airflow from going through the pipe. And so by blocking certain pipes from getting the airflow, it changes the sound that the organ produces. You're, you're good. You should be a professor. <laughs> I should teach something about music, right? You should. Uh, uh, so the winner of the contest of then is Alex Boisvert. Yes, Alex Boisvert uh, won the contest by pure, sheer, random luck. But it also turns out that Alex answered the contest correctly less than one hour after the podcast was posted. That's amazing. I couldn't believe that. I, I edited the podcast, I posted the podcast, and then I was doing email and Facebook and whatnot, and all of a sudden, bing, there's a new email, and it's Alex Boisvert. He solved the contest, and I, I don't even – it was so fast. Ridiculous. Congratulations, Fastest Alex Boisvert. Yeah. Send us your thing. We'll send you a thing. We got, we got like... a lot of uh, books from, from Trip Payne. Uh, we did. We, we will. We haven't yet. They're they're en route. On they route. are. They are en route. By I'd like time... to point out. I'd, wait, I'd just like to point out. We got a couple of answers from contest solver, prolific extraordinaire Jeremy Horowitz, the Reverend Genius Jeremy Horowitz, who listed a whole bunch of answers that he believed weren't quite accurate, and he's right. He listed A flat, B flat, C flat, D flat, and so on. Uh -huh. I'd like to. I, I'd like to clarify this. I don't think that flat is an anagram of flat. I don't think so. I think an anagram requires at least two of the letters changing places, but I don't know. So who defines stuff for us? You know, John Delphin always knows the answer to things. Uh, somebody out there is, can an anagram be the same word again? I, I would say no. What if, what if there's two of the same letter in a word? No. Oh. You know, can puzzle be an anagram of puzzle if you just switch the two Z's? Well, maybe. I don't know. Yes. How does that, how does that work? Uh, somebody, somebody, tell us. Somebody, somebody smart, tell us. tell us the answer to that because I don't know. The contest of now. The contest of now is from Patrick Blindauer. Patrick L. Blindito Blindauer. His contest yep. is: What common brand name is made up of a three-letter body part inside a four-letter body part? So you're going to have what? a seven-letter name. Yes, uh, and yes. Name. What common brand name is made up of a three-letter body part inside of... Yeah, so you take the three-letter body part and just sort of insert it somewhere within the four letter, the four letters yes. of the four-letter body part to make a new seven-letter word. Yes, there's no, there's no rearranging of anything. Nope, nothing gets anagrammed. The, the three letters remain intact, the four letters remain intact, but split up somehow. And uh, there you go. Yeah. So that's and your contest of now. I'd also like to say that in Pat Patrick emailed us this contest, and he said... Uh, he left a decent amount of spoiler space, and his spoiler space says, here's some spoiler space, more spoiler space than Nothnagel leaves, so there. <laughs> so, so uh, Mike Nothnagel, you have some work ahead of you this week. That's right. We've got a little spoiler space trash talking going on here. <laughs> All like right, look on the horizon. It's a God, and he's walking around Atlantic City looking for the Monopoly championships. All right, so this is going to be an unusual kind of a thunder round. Because of the, the tech rehearsals for Cabaret and my office hours as yet unused, 
I have unfortunately solved zero New York Times you puzzles this week. You could not find even, even four minutes to solve Mondays. Well, it's not so much that I couldn't find four minutes to solve Mondays. It's that I kind of looked ahead at the week and saw that I wasn't going to be able to find four hours to solve Saturdays. So I didn't. So what we're going to do is a slightly different thing. This is going to be uh, kind of a, 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 I don't know, Ryan is going to present each of the puzzles and he's going to try to defend his stance on the puzzle and whether he thinks it's a good puzzle or a bad puzzle and convince me why. And I am either going to agree or disagree. I'm going to guess you're going to disagree. It's hard to say, but I'm going to announce each puzzle and then he's going to tell us about it and tell us about the theme, tell us about what's going on. And I will grade him accordingly. All right. So, uh, Monday, September 20th, by Bernice Gordon. Uh, Bernice Gordon, this is the, she is now officially the oldest New York Times constructor. She constructed this. She is, uh, she is 96 years old. Wow. Unbelievable. That's impressive. Uh, her first uh, New York Times puzzle was in 1952. Wow. So that spans a number of years. It spans a great number of years. So this was a fun puzzle. This was one of those where uh, uh, somebody's name uh, can kind of be a sentence. So okay. uh, uh, 17 across, designing woman, at women actress who's, uh, designing women actress is intelligent. The answer is uh, Jean's smart. Now, I, you know, I didn't describe this correctly. I've no, already screwed this up. You're off to a very, very bad start. Uh, basically, what this is, this is one of those themes where you take somebody's uh, first and last name, and then you, you, you throw an S in the middle, and it becomes a pos possessive uh, sentence. C minus, <laughs> go on. All right, we're moving on. Aren't you going to buzz? Oh. Tuesday, September 21st, by Adam G. Pearl. This was on Tuesday. This was all about um, uh, what strokes. All, all the theme answers are strokes. Uh, uh, not strokes as in medical strokes, but as in swimming strokes. So you had butterfly shrimp. You had back issue. You had breast of chicken. So uh, breaststroke, backstroke, butterfly stroke. Uh, crawl space, you had the crawl stroke. Is that how it's called? The crawl stroke? Crawl stroke? I, th I think they just call it the crawl. The crawl. All I right, think. so this was, uh, this was uh, fine. I don't really recall knowing what the theme was while I was doing the puzzle. All right, I'm giving you a B- minus for that because it took you a long time to figure out what the theme was while you were talking about it. All right. What was that? That was a stapler. Are you going to buzz or just staple? Just staple. Okay, fine. Wednesday, September 22nd by Rob Reiner's Pilates friend, Peter A. Collins. This was all about um, guys who... Uh, Old McDonald. Old McDonald had a farm. So all of the theme answers uh, had E-I-E-I-O. They were the only vowels in these answers. And it was in order. So uh, as an example, you had Leif Erikson. And Leif Erikson's, the vowels in his name are E-I-E-I-O, in order. So uh, you also had President Wilson, E-I-E-I-O. Uh, and somebody who, I don't know who, uh, oh, 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 this is not a person. <laughs> 
I thought this might be the person who was in Frasier, Perry uh, Hellion. No, uh, that was Perry Gilpin. Ah, oh, Perry Gilpin. Uh, no. Perry Gilpin does not fit this category. So we no. went with Perry Hellion, which is a uh, 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 point in a planet's orbit that's closest to the sun. Uh, some uh, of us call that summer. Uh, and yeah. it is E-I-E-I-O. I see. Oh, you left out Celine Dion, of course. Celine one Dion. Steam answers as well. Uh, another B- minus for you. Uh, Thursday, September 23rd by David J. Kahn. David J. Kahn, uh, when this puzzle is completed, the circled letters... Uh, Are you just, reading... you're, re you're just reading a web page now. I am, but oh, okay. it's important. Okay. Uh, uh, the circled letters, they, they, you read clockwise and they reveal the first part of 17 Across. Okay. So 17 Across is a musical in four parts, uh, which is Ring Cycle, and the circled letters uh, spell out Das Rheingold. Yes. Das Rheingold. I was so-so on this puzzle because it's all about opera. Okay. And I know nothing about opera, and so I didn't really think much of it. Okay. I what, think what? opera fans would love it. Okay. But you don't know anything about it. I, I recommend that you listen to The Ring Cycle, or at least some of it, because Wagner, it, it's really cool stuff. Wasn't he an anti-Semite? Maybe, but the music is still cool. Okay. I didn't grade you. I'll give you a B for that. I don't know why. Okay. Uh, or a C-flat. I don't know. I'll give you a C-flat. Uh, Friday, September 24th by Mark Deal, DDS. Uh, this was uh, good. This was a good uh, uh, Friday puzzle. Um, it had uh, a nice grid kind of a bullseye-type-looking grid. You had your 15-letter answers in there, and you had triple-teaming, which I enjoyed. And uh, so, yeah. Wait, you enjoy triple-teaming? Yeah, and in basketball, certainly. You have no idea what triple-teaming is. Sure it is. Sure I do. What is it? It's when you've got a guy who's doing the pick-and-roll. Oh. And then you've got three guys surrounding him, and they don't want him to make points. Wow. 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 It, it is astounding how badly you talk about sports. <laughs> it's really astounding. I do not know anything about any sport except for baseball. That's right. How are the Dodgers doing, by the way? Uh, let us move on. Saturday, September 25th by Patrick Berry. Patrick Berry. So we are going to talk about Patrick Berry this week. Apparently. Uh, Patrick Berry, this was a Saturday puzzle, and it was not all that too difficult. Really? I thought it was, it was, it was fine. It was, uh, the last few Saturdays have been on the easy side. Okay. Uh, but, uh, this had Rancho Cucamonga. Yes, it did. I like it like that. Yes. Heat pumps. A lot of, you know, good stuff. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of new phrases, a lot of long words in this, not a lot of short stuff. No, lots of long words, but uh, all relatively easy to get. Oh, you know what? There was one thing I wasn't able to get. What was that? I put, for 27 across, uh, for total producers, I put addenda. Okay. But it's actually ad ends. Ah, uh-huh. Uh, so then for 7 down, uh, it's a 60s, 70s group, I had whale era, which sounded like a group to me. Whale era? Whale era. 
but instead it was the Whalers. I think maybe you should uh, start a new group, Whale Era. Whale Era? Yeah, start a band. What is my grade? B. Sunday, September 26th by Pamela Amick Clowiter. Pamela Amick Clowiter. Yep. This was, I feel like I didn't like this as much as I should have. Okay. This had circled uh, letters. Yep. And they were uh, described elsewhere in the grid. So, for instance, uh, 91 uh, down is mayors. And Mayo, M-A-Y-O, is circled. And then 22 across is dressing on the side. So Mayo is on the side of the grid. And so it's a dressing on the side. Oh, okay. Uh, You had... Eel circled down at the bottom, and then you had bottom fish somewhere else in the grid. Had stone in the bottom right-hand corner, and so cornerstone was an answer somewhere. You know, okay. uh, I did not like tea taster. Tea 49 taster? across, worker who may create a stir. Tea taster. I didn't know that was a job. I didn't know it was a job either. I thought it was something that you do before you have tea. You taste it? Yeah. Isn't tasting it having it? I guess you'd think it would be. Unless so, I'm pronouncing it wrong and it's teataster. Maybe. So I, I don't know. Uh, but you know what? For some reason, I just was not thrilled by this puzzle. Really? Because I'm, I'm looking at it. It seems like it's kind of cool. Where, it is very you know, cool. Uh, I mean, I because mean, the, the circled things are, are, are geographically located appropriately in the grid. Yeah, I I understand. Right? Mayo is on the side, and the stone is in the corner, and the eel is on the bottom. And... No, but, I get it. Yeah, but you still didn't love it. No. No? No. Well, uh, you know what? I'm going to agree with you on that. I'm going to give you an A for your description of this puzzle. Awesome. Thank so you. You finished off the semester on a strong note. Uh, I'm going to give you a B-plus for the class. All right. Hey, that's better than you did at UCLA. It certainly is. It certainly raises my GPA up from nothing to something. Well, see, that's a start. There you go. If you want to raise your grade further, just come to my office hours. We can talk about it. I will. Wednesday and Friday at 2 o'clock. This was a show. This was a show. I don't think you're going to go down to this show of all time. No? It was a show. It was a show.